Are you here? <laughs> We're here, but only because you're here. That's what makes this the Paul Leslie Hour. We're presenting our interview with film director Emmett Malloy. Now, this interview is from our radio archives, and we think you're going to be pleased listening. You see, Emmett Malloy joined your host, Paul Leslie, to talk about En Concert, the full concert movie from singer-songwriter Jack Johnson. Emmett Malloy directed En Concert. There's an accompanying CD of that concert, and both the film and the music were released in 2009 on Brushfire Records, the record label Emmett Malloy started with Jack Johnson. For more about Brushfire, just check out their website, brushfirerecords.com. And you know what else? We got a lot more content like this that we're digitally remastering to make available on all the listening platforms out there so you can give yourself and others the gift of stories. Simply visit www.thepaulleslie.com support. And we thank you. So let's hear from film director Emmett Malloy. It's time. Ladies and gentlemen, it is with great pleasure we welcome Mr. Emmett Malloy, Jack Johnson's friend, filmmaker. He's a manager. He's one of the creators of Brushfire Records. On behalf of the listeners, many thanks for joining us. Question. Thank you, man. Uh, great to be here. My first question, who is Emmett Malloy? <laughs> Well, Emmett Malloy, that's myself, from a family of five. I come from Los Angeles, California, and uh, I, you know, I think what what we're here to talk about is I directed the film in concert on Jack Johnson's tour of Europe in 2007. Jack's a great friend of mine, and, and we've started making films together, and then he started to play music, and, and that started to become a little side profession that became a you know, something a bit more than that. And we've kind of hung out and done all our stuff together for the last decade. And it's it's been a lot of fun. And this film is a nice combination of, of all the things that I've been working on in the sense of Jack's career and my own film career. So it's an exciting one for me. And, and certainly there's a live record that comes along with it that's just a nice compilation of all the, the real good moments of, of that tour. The new album is out, as you mentioned. It's called End Concert, and it features the music from Jack Johnson. Why do you think this music is loved by so many people? And furthermore, why do you think Jack has um, such a huge following outside of the U.S.? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a good question. You know, certainly Jack is, is from a small town and, and on the island of Oahu in Hawaii. So, you know, very much out there from, from most of the world, but... You know, Hawaii, I definitely know to be um, a place that a lot of people jump in and out of, and it's definitely got a lot of tourism and military, and, and certainly there's a lot of visitors from all around the world. So, I, you know, one thing I've noticed from spending time there is it does have a great assembly of, of things from all over the world, people and cultures, and certainly, you know, everything that they represent. And, and so for Jack's whole life, I think he was basically exposed to a lot of that and funny things reach that island in the sense of it's not like here being from California you know I feel like we've seen everything in it you know we kind of 
see everything as it comes out. Hawaii has definitely a bit of a lag time, and certain things make the island, certain things don't. So, you know, going, Jack's music started to kind of become a bit more popular and started to get played on the radio, and he started to tour the United States and then onward towards Europe and, and other parts of the world. You know, it was very easy to see that, wow, this stuff, you know, we'd show up in London for the first time, and everybody there knew the words to his songs, and it was obvious that this stuff had leaked, you know, across the bay, and, and or the pond, I guess you call it. And, you know, so that took us by surprise, for sure, and, and Jack, especially, obviously, going like, well, how do these people even know it? And, you know, it started to become, it, it grew incrementally, as his career did, and as each record grew, his his notoriety and, and his success all grew around, you know, these records he was putting out, which was a tremendous privilege and, and such an exciting thing uh, for Jack and for all of us who are a part of it. But going to Europe this last time, it really felt, you know, at its biggest level yet. And, and certainly for me as a filmmaker, it was really exciting to be there and documenting it. And, and in the film, you know, there's, you know, the film is more of a visual journey and, and something that just kind of you know, basically puts visuals to the music and, and is more of a travel through these different parts of Europe and seeing these different cultures. But the one little underlying message was that, you know, I asked Jeff, you know, like, guys, it, it, it's so strange, you know, to see all these people, say, in Paris singing every word to Better Together. And a lot of them, English is not even their first language, and a lot of them don't even speak much English. And yet they know every word to this song. And, you know, we started talking about it, and he talked about how, you know, his kids sometimes ask him, one of his boys, he's a father of three now, and his oldest boy asked, you know, Dad, why why do people come up and ask for your autograph? And he says, in in the film, you know, it's because my music's about love, and and, and it means something to them. And that's why they, they want my autograph. And I thought that was so simple, but said so much that that, you know, when when your messages are simple and everybody has love or loss or, you know, these these real, you know, kind of primal emotions, we all got them. And when somebody can really put them to song and, and get those messages across where they can mean something to all these different people in their own way and in their own lives, that to me is why his music has become so universal is that the messages are universal and they're simple and they're real and people have, you know, really taken to it. And and I also think another part of that is his music does have a bit of an island feel and, and I think it gets people, you know, say in England when it's, you know, when you need a little bit of that in your day, when maybe it's a cold, dreary day, sometimes his music really hits the spot in that way too. So certainly those two things uh, are what I feel. And you know what, he's a great songwriter and that, that again, that has an international appeal and always has. Well, in the course of making this film, you've no doubt encountered countless fans. Can you describe the average Jack Johnson fan? <laughs> That's a tough one. I, 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 Again, I think he's an anomaly in this range because I think most fans that you go, you can see a very specific age bracket, you know, maybe it's 16 to 24 or, you know, it skews young or it skews, you know, like a bit older or it's something my parents would like or, oh, my grandma likes that music or my kids love it. 
Jack kind of hits them all, and they re- they're represented at his shows. His music is relevant for a young kid who's, you know, likes all the cool things. I feel his music hangs in there with that. But the best part about his stuff is I think his music can be shared through the whole family. It's, it's you know, it's filled with positive messages from a guy who's from a good family in a good marriage, you know, really has a positive take on the world, is realistic, but... More than anything, I think his music can be appreciated by by all age brackets. And I know in my own family, you know, the youngest of kids love his music all the way up to my grandmother and everybody in between. And it's not everybody's favorite, of course, but it's certainly something that can be shared by all. And, and I think that's a big reason why he's kind of his own thing is that he... He has the ability to span the generations, which is tough to do. Most people listen to something that their kids like and go, ah, God, I can't concentrate, you know, and and Jack seems to kind of have a, a style that seems to be okay for everyone. Our special guest is film director Emmett Malloy. Mr. Malloy, I've had the opportunity to interview pretty much the entire Brushfire Records roster. And I believe just in talking yeah. with the fans, it's one of the few examples of a record label where the fans, they have like a brand loyalty to it. So what do you think separates Brushfire from other labels? You know, I don't think much separates us in the sense of I just think we're, you know, we definitely started as a friends and family organization in the sense of me and Jack were good friends and we were making films with my brother and my cousins and, and you know, then I... You know, Jack made a record and I've helped him put it out and we started the record label and, you know, signed G-Love, who was a friend of ours, put out a few soundtracks for our surf films and other films, you know, and then, you know, took that kind of feeling and camaraderie out to, you know, people and places that we ha- didn't know our whole lives or hadn't known and had a big history with, but people we got that same feeling from. And so I think the maybe that would be a way we would be our own thing is that I truly believe that we still kind of have a homemade spirit and things are very real and the relationships are real and they're genuine. And I feel like everybody on our label believes in what we're doing and feels a comfort to go do their own thing. And I think there's a unity to that that maybe it's tough on on labels that are like, oh, we do all these different genres. You know, we're comfortable we tried to put out records, certainly, and there's Jack, and we have Matt Costa, and G-Love, and we have Rogue Wave, and Ziavi, and Neil Halstead, and there's a lot of variety in the history and the style of these artists, but I think there's there's a similarity to it all as well, that they're very real people, and, and they're great artists, and they're believing in what we do and what we stand for as a label, and certainly as a label, we're always trying to operate our business in a very sincere and genuine form and do things the right way. And if we're not, whether it be the way we're, you know, packaging our records or how we're hitting the road as a, as a touring entity. And we're always trying to find ways to do things the right way. And, and all our bands are into it. And, and I feel like that's, that's maybe where, where, where I'm most proud of is that we still are a bit of a family here and we haven't grown too big to, you know, stray too far from that. So I don't think we're a whole lot different. We're just putting out records and trying to sell them like anybody else. But, you know, we're not interested in being too big. And I feel like we all still communicate and get on real good. And and I feel like we're making good records. 
And the moment we stop making good records, you know, no matter how close the friends we are, you know, people will be on to that. And, and right now I feel like we're doing good things. We're making good music and, and we're doing it the right way. And, and that, that's just, that's just what makes us who we are. I don't think we're that separated or different from any other label. We, we maybe just have a, an accessible experience that people seem to kind of gravitate to and, and feel a comfort with. You just mentioned doing good things, and one of the first things I think about when I think of Jack Johnson and Brushfire Records is you guys have a commitment to giving back to the world. How did that idea come from? Um, you know, I think that just came from us being from our upbringing. You know, we all grew up surfing and being outside, and it was a big priority to, to our families and our lives. And with that becomes a connection and a respect for the world we live in. And, you know, that's all it was, is just applying that to what we're doing in our, in our, in our life and our business and how we operate. Certainly having great role models like Eddie Vedder and Neil Young and Willie Nelson, guys that were, we looked at how they were doing, how they were running their business and how they were operating their touring entities and how they were putting out records. And we learned a lot from seeing that and just tried to build off of that. And the other thing is, you know, it just means a lot to us. You know, if we're going to put out records and we're going to make products and we're going to you know, get big crowds together to come see live music. It's a great opportunity to, you know, take advantage of it and, and do things the correct way. If, if there's, if there's good packaging entities that don't, that don't use bad things like, you know, plastics and bad dyes and things like that, we've just been trying to learn about them and apply them. And, and it's not always doable and it's not always something that works out perfectly, but certainly we spend a lot of our time just trying to make sure that we're doing things as good as we can and living as simply as possibly. And we're, we're you know, we're just learning as we go, but it was a priority to us because it's the lifestyle we live and that that's to be applicable to all aspects of your life from how you do your recreational stuff and, and then how you conduct yourself in a business as well. Do you have a song of Jack Johnson's that is most meaningful to you personally? Yeah, I mean, that's a good one, you know. I don't think, it, you know, when I say personally, you know, it, I have a favorite song of mine that I would just say that, it, and it's it's cool that it came off his last record. I feel his song All at Once, uh, which led off Sleep Through the Static, is definitely my favorite song that Jack's ever written. And I think because of it, or just really the reason why it's that way is I, I feel like it's a song that at that, you know, Jack went through a lot through the course of his last record. He, some people very close to him got sick and, and passed away and he just had a new baby and, and his life has, you know, it's just been very, and as it always is, but that song really showed me, you know, that he, he just has a great ability to speak with on his mind and to put to song what I know he's going through or what I know he's just seen or an experience. And that song really showed me this, you know, there's dark times and then you can rise above them. And life is just very resilient. It, it moves on. And to me, that song really summed up a lot of what my friend was going through in his life. 
and I just felt it was a beautiful song that kind of, you know, showed me the mood and, and let me know everything was going to be all right for him. And, and that, that was a great thing, and it's what kind of really got that last record where it was. You know, that's what gave him kind of, I just knew he was going to make a record when I heard uh, that song. So certainly it was just cool to get that affirmation that everything was going to be all right. I have two final questions that I ask all of our guests. I feel like you can get a lot about a person from this question. What is your all-time favorite meal? Meal, yeah. All right. That, that, that's one? That's the first one. All right. All-time favorite. Yeah, okay. I think for me, all-time favorite meal is a uh, grilled cheese and a bowl of uh, tomato soup. So I'm I'm a fan of comfort food, and I, I'm never one to order that far out of my comfort zone. So I, I just know that works for me every time. That is something that hits the spot. But my last question, this show goes out all over the world, not unlike the fandom of Jack Johnson and a lot of these artists. Yeah, sure. What, what would you like to say to all the people that are listening to this? Huh. All right. Well, that's that's a, a broad one. You know, to me, what I'd like to say in this is, is you know, really enjoy this film. To me, it was a time in in our lives for me and Jack where we had been, you know, working and great friends for the last decade. And I felt felt this film really was a nice showcase of everything we've kind of seen and done along the way. You know, it, it really shows some of the friends we've made and gotten to play music with and for me just being a spectator and a fly on the wall and taking lots of pictures and really trying to document it but to me I, I would just think because it really did feel like the peak of you know where Jack's music has come and, and certainly playing to 35,000 people in Hyde Park was, was an amazing experience and to walk out with Jack with the camera and see the reaction and see you know all parts of the world and cultures out there. I mean, London is definitely a big city, and there was somebody from all over the world in that crowd, and it just felt like a, it was a very emotional day, and, and that carried through most of that tour. But for me, it's a special film because it, it, it really shows, you know, what we've been up to in the sense of what the last 10 years has been, a really great, fun ride for us. And this film kind of has it all in it. You, you've seen who we've been hanging out with and that when there's a down day, we'll all run to the ocean and surf. And it's been a great thing to be able to sit back and, and you know, kind of document in ways, whether it be pictures or film or whatever. So I guess that's it. It's not a very prophetic message, but I sure enjoyed capturing this film. And, and I was really happy with how it came together as a whole. And, and I'm really proud of it. I'm proud of Jack for you know, what, what he's done with the successes he's had and how much good he's done with those successes. And, you know, this to me is a very proud moment for us to put out something that uh, that lets everybody kind of enjoy it and, and hopefully can stand the test of time in the sense of, you know, rock films, there's a heritage to them. And, and some of our favorite films are old rock films from whatever artist you want. And, and that's how the cycle continues is, you know, somebody else will watch this one in time and it'll feel like a little piece of history uh, as time goes on. And, and I'm sure somebody else will get inspired by it as we did films 
you know, of people and artists that we really, really admired and respected and, and in a way kind of knocked off, you know, and tried to, you know, imitate and, and make our own version of them and, and make it feel our own. But we were, were defined by those things and, and we wear our influences on our sleeves. We just got to, you know, express them in our own way and then and then make it our own. And I hope this film makes some impact like that, you know, because I, I think it will. Ladies and gentlemen, Emmett Malloy. Sir, thanks so much for this interview. I really appreciate it. And I also, yeah. I got to say thanks to the whole label for just the kindness that you've shown this show. It means a lot to me. Man, I appreciate it. And it, it's fun to talk about this stuff. It, uh, it all comes and goes pretty quick. And uh, you're very welcome. It's, uh, it's nice to know that. It's nice to hear that on days when you sit and uh, bang your head against the wall of like, ah, are, you, are we doing everything right? It's, it's good to get some affirmation of that, and it's, it's good to hear it. So I appreciate it, and, and I hope everybody enjoys the film. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Brush and the Fire. Record. Indeed, the, the film and the record, brushfirerecords.com and yeah. jackjohnsonmusic.com. Thanks again, Emmett. Hey, you bet. Have a great day. I'll talk to you soon. Then. All right. Bye-bye. We thank you and appreciate you dropping in for the Paul Leslie Hour today. You know, you can help the Paul Leslie Hour in our mission to provide independent media content like this by visiting www.thepaulleslie.com slash support. We truly thank you. This is your announcer speaking. Performance of The Entertainer intro song and Corina Corina outro song, courtesy of John Primerano. Well, that's it for today. So until next time, be safe and be good. <laughs>